0: Coming up on Let's Talk Media with Vedant Akari.
1: I don't think that a perfect score is, a, is necessarily what I would give it. I have to say after watching it, it kind of exited my mind pretty quickly. I think it was just outrageous, and that's why it caught a majority of people's attention to begin with. Another one of my problems with the show is that they kind of introduced these small kind of outrageous details or these kind of bizarre plot lines, but don't really... Expand upon them, focusing on, you know, the bizarre as well as the kind of structural forces that are allowing for these bizarre actions to go on. I think that would have made it a a more effective documentary. Date of recording, the 15th of May 2020. Song credit, Tiger by Jordan Flack. Spelling J-O-R-D and F-L-A-K-K-E.
0: Welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedant Akari. For today's episode, we're talking about Tiger King and my guest for today is Dan Rogers. Hey sir, welcome to the show. Hey Vedant, how are you? I'm doing great, just pushing through my final assignment for sophomore year of college. I'm halfway done. What about you?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I finished all my finals uh, yesterday evening, so one more semester left of, uh, of college, and then I'm all done.
0: Nice, nice. So do you just want to introduce yourself and how we both know each other?
1: Sure. I'm Dan Rogers. I'm a politics major at Ithaca College, and I know Vedant through working uh, together at WICB. Uh, the college's fm radio station Uh but a great dj so uh, glad to uh, have had him on my staff for the past year so that's that's how we know each other
0: thank you dan <laughs> so how were you introduced to tiger king
1: um i feel like everybody else um you know went on netflix one day and saw the uh kind of thumbnail for this kind of kind of interesting looking character named joe exotic and thought hmm, that looks interesting I'll, I'll wait on watching it to see what other people are saying because I don't want to invest myself in this in this long series, but you know it, it caught my caught my eye, I guess.
0: And so were you partly motivated by all the memes about Joe Exotic that were posted on Twitter to watch it?
1: Yeah, there seemed to be a big a big hype around it, and I figured you know, might as well. Uh, I'm in you know quarantine and whatnot, so I might as well get on the uh, on the Tiger King wave as it were.
0: So have you watched the latest episode that has come out?
1: Yeah, however many weeks ago it was. I think I watched it uh, pretty immediately, yeah.
0: I have not watched it. What's the latest episode about? Just a catching up with the people involved, except Joe and Carol Baskin, maybe?
1: Yeah, essentially uh, kind of just reviewing the, uh, the events and the uh, kind of uh, hype around the documentary with the... Um, yeah, you know, stars. I guess of the of the show. So okay. it was it was interesting, but
0: very interesting. So how would you rate Tiger King? Would it? Would you give it like a perfect score?
1: Um, I don't think that a perfect score is a is necessarily what I would give it. I have to say, after watching it, it kind of exited my mind pretty quickly. So I guess that's kind of. A review in itself and it wasn't necessarily memorable. I think it was just outrageous and that's why it caught uh, a majority of people's attention to begin with.
0: Do you regularly watch documentaries, by the way?
1: Yeah, um, currently I'm actually watching uh, the Ken Burns Country Music uh, documentary series. Uh, so that's been really enjoyable. I enjoy documentaries a lot. Um, a lot of my favorite films are documentary features, so yeah. I feel like I have a relatively good gauge about them. Uh, And And, yeah.
0: And so how is Tiger King different or similar to these other documentaries like the Ken Burns one that you've watched?
1: Well, comparing Tiger King to a Ken Burns production is probably a, a pretty difficult exercise. I feel like with a Ken Burns production, it's more taking in a lot of social aspects economic uh, aspects and impacts on the you know subject matter that we're looking at and with tiger king it seems like we're looking more for just the most outrageous possible uh you know storylines to go over at any given moment and just kind of you know the the outrage of every single kind of aspect of the documentary rather than looking at the uh you know there rather than looking for a definitive kind of social commentary or some kind of comment on, you know, the situation that's going on and how that reflects some, you know, you know
0: some type of society. And so what's the most outrageous plot point about Tiger King that you can remember, that you can describe us, and why was it outrageous per se? Well, there are a lot, and
1: another one of my problems with the show is that they kind of introduce these small kind of outrageous details or these kind of bizarre plot lines but don't really expand upon them. For example, uh, there was the plot point about Joe Exotic's arson on his own property and like the uh, killing of all of the like alligators or crocodiles that he had on his property. They kind of just paved over that and I thought that was kind of strange. And then also the, uh, kind of investigations into the other, um, like major players, I guess, in the, in the documentary, like the, uh, Doc Antle figure, um, there was definitely some strange things and seemingly very, very illegal and, uh, uh, you know, exploitative practices going on at his, uh, at his animal park, if you want to call it that, I suppose, and I think, that an entire documentary could probably be done on him. And an investigation into what's going on there is probably uh, wanted by a lot of people. But
0: You just mentioned the investigation against these characters. So did you know about Joe Exotic before Tiger King's release? I did not, um, surprisingly. And I
1: guess I feel like that's how a lot of people feel because it's such a uh, such an outrageous thing. It's like, you know, this guy just has like hundreds of tigers and he's doing all of these insane things and but somehow, you know, we don't really know about it. And I guess that's a that's a comment of itself, this kind of you know ring of uh exploitative behaviors going on that we don't actually know about. Uh yeah.
0: And so do you think that Tiger King exploded in popularity because of the quarantine like do you think if it wasn't for coronavirus that it wouldn't be as popular as it is at the moment
1: you know along with obviously having very you know flashy characters and you know bizarre plot points uh the the boredom of of quarantine definitely requires some kind of uh you know stimulus to keep us going so uh you know tiger king being added to netflix uh, i can definitely see a correlation between the boredom of quarantine and the and the want for
0: such an outrageous feature i agree i mean it's pretty boring at the moment i mean i think for the past few weeks we were super busy because we had classes and finals and now there's nothing to do
1: i think nicholas cage is definitely the perfect character to take on joe exotic um Personally, and I've seen some buzz around that. You know, people saying that, oh, Nicolas Cage doesn't look anything like Joe Exotic for me. You know, who cares? You know, I, I think Nicolas Cage is the is the perfect person to depict this. But that's just me.
0: I think we mentioned earlier that they don't go deep into certain aspects of the show. And so, do you think the documentary series uh, *Tiger King* was unbiased when portraying characters like Carol Baskin and Joe Exotic and? What what was the name, Doctor Anti, something like that?
1: Yeah, Doc, uh, Doc Antle.
0: Antle. Um, so, do you yeah. think it was unbiased?
1: Uh, no, I don't think that it was unbiased. I think that they were looking for the most uh, outrageous kinds of, um, uh, you know, possible things to report on, document, um, as opposed to trying to get a full picture of the, you know, uh, you know, links to just like overall the exploitation of the entire system that uh, you know joe exotic carol baskin doc antle all of those people are involving themselves in um kind of looking at the like predatory practices of that i think that they're really looking for the most outrageous things to document to get more people to watch and not necessarily looking for a you know social commentary of sorts but
0: and so how would you make Tiger King, if you had to, how would you make it more in the way that you're describing that it should be?
1: I think that I would, you know, look at the nature of, suppose the, you know, large animal trade or, you know, illegal to own animal trade. That's, you know, apparently a very uh, prevalent, uh, issue in the united states that uh, a lot of people you know didn't know about before this documentary so i suppose in a way that's that's the one thing that you know i i think is a a positive of this documentary it kind of you know illuminates uh, the you know this this issue that's going on so i think that looking into the uh, you know structures that perpetuate this kind of uh, exploitation of these uh, animals that probably should not be kept by you know random people claiming to, you know, want to, to help these animals. I think, you know, looking into that, uh, you know, looking into the, the trade at large, I suppose, um, I think that would be a, a, a more effective way to document the, uh, the type of, types of things that are kind of going on right, right under our noses, I guess.
0: How do you strike that healthy balance between, you know, having your biases and then trying to avoid them as much as possible? Well, it's certainly difficult.
1: I'm thinking of a documentary called Harlan County, USA, which depicts a uh, coal miner strike in Harlan County, Kentucky. Um, and that's one of my favorite films. And that really, you know, there's no kind of director commentary or kind of direct, uh, you know, filming to make it seem like one side uh, is worse than the other, you know, the other and, and vice versa and whatnot. It kind of just documents and you know the the viewer can really make make up their mind and you know obviously uh the the strikers are coming off in the better light as they are you know striking for better wages and whatnot and you know they obviously deserve it it's it's, it's allowing the viewer to make the decision um it's not you know showing the only the outrageous only the bizarre in order to you know uh, evoke some sort of emotional response to one side or the the other so I think with Tiger King, focusing on, you know, the bizarre as well as the kind of structural forces that are allowing for these bizarre actions to go on, I think that would have made it a, a more effective documentary.
0: Carol Baskin has, I believe she allegedly said that Tiger King doesn't show the full picture with her episode. And she says that it's more about Joe Exotic's crazy antics or the alleged animal abuse, like you said. And so, when should we trust the makers of a docu series with their message, and when should we trust their subjects, especially when they're not the most reliable, like Carol Baskin or Joe Exotic?
1: The filmmakers in this uh, in this case um, are certainly depicting people where it's hard to uh, trust exactly what they're saying because they're dealing in such a um, in, in I you know I'm using the word exploitative a lot because i think that you know that is that is kind of the nature of of what was going on in this entire uh documentary when they're dealing with characters uh, you know existing in and you know investing into this exploitative kind of practice it's it's difficult to take their word 100 percent one way or the other um so it's hard just because they're dealing with such outrageous characters that's uh that's kind of the bottom line on it and again that goes back to you know why so many so many people are enjoying the show so many people are you know binge watching the show um especially in quarantine like they they want to see this kind of outrageous story play out coming away from the documentary you can make your own judgment of both carol baskin and joe Exotic are you know profiting off of the caging of these you know big cats and whatnot so it's it's kind of easy to see the exploitation existing on both sides of the
0: argument. And I'm sure you've seen a lot of memes about Carol Baskin's husband. So, should we be making memes and jokes about that? Because she might be innocent, but she is still undergoing a police investigation from the husband. So, is it appropriate for us to be making memes about what happened to Carol Baskin's husband?
1: Throughout the show, we are offered. Um, fairly concrete evidence of really you know pretty pretty horrible things going on uh with the other characters um and you know less evidence overall that carol baskin may be involved in this kind of you know uh, you know murder plot or something but i think yeah i think that there are other stories to be investigated after the show again like i brought up um, like the doc Antle character i think that you know what's going on at his uh you know, Animal Park should be invested or should be, you know, the subjective, you know, people thinking that's, you know, pretty horrible. You know, it seems like there's some pretty awful things going on there, as is evident.
0: This might not be the best way to phrase it, but who's your quote-unquote favorite character on Tiger King and why? A majority of the people working
1: um, at Joe Exotic's Animal Park. I think that a lot of them are depicted as like actually caring about, you know, the animals that are, that are housed there. And I think that, um, you know, those people probably got for the most part swept up in something that was kind of out of their control a lot of the time. And they were trying to like genuinely take care of, uh, these animals. And that, you know, that's kind of evident through some of the, um, you know, interviews of the, of the people who work there. You'll forgive me for, uh, not recalling the names of, uh, of all of the employees. Again, I mean that perhaps that goes back to the, um, you know, the un, un, unmemorable quality of the, uh, of the documentary.
0: And so what can we learn about the way humans function from this documentary Tiger King?
1: Well, I think, you know, like I said a little bit earlier, I think that it definitely highlights, um, the fact that there are these, you know, really pernicious kinds of, uh, systems you know going on right right under our noses and we and we really have no idea
0: yeah i think for me the biggest takeaway about humanity is just how things can go too far and then they can go even farther you know what i mean like it just escalates
1: yeah especially in the context of tiger king you know you think it's gonna you know it's gonna reach a a limit or something like that but it always seems to go go a step further
0: so i guess this is a fun question but if there was anything in the world that you can make a docu-series about, what would it be about and why? Well, thinking of the the Ken Burns
1: documentary that I'm watching right now on country music, I'm thinking that you know a, a production like that maybe on uh, American folk music, I think that would be interesting. Or um, on the punk rock movement, I think would be really cool as well. I really like music documentaries. I think they're really interesting.
0: This is a very specific one, but I want to do a documentary series about the production of Spider-Man 3. I'm sure you've heard about that movie.
1: Um, just Spider-Man 3? None of the uh, it, it none of a, the other Spider-Mans?
0: It was a very troubled production from what I've heard, so I would love to do a documentary on that. Interesting.
1: I feel like there's a big superhero boom recently. I feel like that would draw a lot of attention.
0: Yeah. And so, where do you see the future of documentary series going? Especially since we're under the coronavirus quarantine.
1: Well, I suppose after the uh, after the quarantine is uh, done, who knows when that will be. But you know, it seems like there's a move, a general kind of uh, movement towards the outrageous and the bizarre. That may be an incorrect move. I think there are really vital stories that need to be told, and not necessarily. Um, you know searching out like purposely like bizarre and not necessarily obviously you know we've already commented on the you know kind of largeness of the tiger king situation and, like what it truly is representative of um, but i fear that you know documentary filmmakers or filmmakers in general will kind of move towards looking at you know bizarre things that don't necessarily capture a you know societal commentary or anything like that
0: also i've seen these jokes or serious conversations on twitter about how every millennial or gen z filmmaker is going to make a documentary or a film about the coronavirus um
1: it's possible um that'll probably just end up with a lot of people telling the same story over and over again i think there are vital stories that need to be told um you know right now about the coronavirus
0: would you be open to more tiger king episodes coming out or are you done um I'm. Pro- I think I'm done. I agree with you that Nicholas Cage is probably going to be awesome in Tiger King if it does end up becoming a TV show.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's probably the the, the final Tiger King content that I will that I will consume.
0: All right, Dan Rodgers. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on my podcast during this coronavirus pandemic.
1: Thank you, Vidon. It was real pleasure being on. Love this show.
0: Thank you. Alright, folks, that is Dan Rogers for this week's episode of Let's Talk Media with Vedant Akari. Now, I don't exactly know off the top of my head what next week's show is going to be about. We're still figuring that out. But join us next week right here on Let's Talk Media.